What is hope? I would tell you a joke about hope, but hope is no joking matter. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of different people listening to this podcast, different ages, and so I have to be careful and make sure I tell you know, uh, you know, um, good jokes. I mean, yeah, jokes that are yeah. Uh, okay for little kids to hear because the last episode I didn't open it with a joke and so my, my brothers and sisters they like was listening for the joke we didn't hear the joke so um, there's, yeah there's just that wondering where it was at so you know even though I wasn't originally planning to start this episode with a joke I, I did find a joke that's really quite funny here and it's not true of my life personally um, but let me t- <laughs> it is a funny joke so let me tell it to you um you know, when I die, I hope it's peaceful in my sleep like my grandpa. <laughs> Not screaming in terror like his passengers. So it's a... <laughs> I guess, apparently, according to this joke, um, grandpa must have been driving a vehicle when he died. Or, no, slept. Or, no, it was sleeping. He fell asleep driving and whatever. I guess in this, according to this joke. If you didn't get that. I don't know. It's funny. Let me say let me say the joke again. You know, when I die, I hope it's peaceful in my sleep like Grandpa, not screaming in terror like his passengers. <laughs> um, here's another joke. I'll be generous today. During a business meeting yesterday, someone asked me about my background. I told them about my education, career, family, hopes, and dreams. <laughs> Uh, turns out he was asking about what was behind me on our Zoom call. Oh my goodness. That is a joke for, you know, 2020 and 2021 and uh, because of all what happened. But yeah, if you haven't guessed it yet, hope is the key word for this episode. I think that through our journey with Annabelle, the others can see the pain that we went through, I mean, we were very vulnerable to others. We let them know we were hurting um, and that it was a tough experience for us. But at the end of the day, um, life is going to throw you trials and there will be obstacles and there will be pain. And there's a higher purpose to that pain. And sometimes God uses those trials in your life to make your life even better than ever. The idea when wishes change um, takes Maybe a dream you've had your whole life. Maybe it's what you wanted to be when you grew up. And maybe it's who you wanted to marry. And maybe that dream isn't going to come true. And maybe there will be a trial, there will be a tribulation, there will be something that you go through. But if your wish changes, you have to open up to the idea that something bigger and greater can happen in your life, that God can have a bigger purpose for your life through that wish changing. I hope I can share that story with you. Once again, hi, my name is NCR, and welcome to another episode of the Sunshining Podcast. Like I said, you know, the keyword for this episode is hope. And, you know, hope is no joke. And so, you know, I, I kind of like to start my episodes in a lighter mood, but, you know, let's, you know, and, and, you know, it's okay to be, you know, joyful and joking around sometimes. And how, but, you know, life isn't always like that. Sometimes, you know, life is sad. Um, and, you know, and I don't know who you are. I don't know what kind of life situation you're going through. But I do know one thing. that You know, we can't live one second without hope. And I share a part of that quote 
uh, in this, uh, you know, later on in my interview here, but, you know, the full quote, one that I've heard Greg Laurie say a few times is, you know, I can't, I don't remember the quote from memory, but it's something about, you know, you can't live, or you can only live so long without, you know, food, water, sleep, um, which I don't remember the exact amount of time you're able to live without those things. But he says that you can live zero seconds without hope. You know, and what, you know, what is hope? You know, I open, I open this episode with, with that question, what is hope? And it's a question I ask my guests. And it's one of those questions that you could ask a thousand different people and get a thousand different answers. You know, sure, you can open up a dictionary and read the dictionary definition of what hope is. But what is hope personally to you? Don't, you know, don't, you know, hope shouldn't just be this abstract thing that, you know, uh, it should be something that's personal to you. Do you have hope? Uh, where do you find hope at? And so just some questions. Yeah, think about hope and those questions as you listen to this episode. And I hope that this episode will be, you know, um, yeah, just an encouragement to you and that you will enjoy this episode. Uh, and, you know, that if you are looking for hope, that you will maybe, yeah, no, I don't know. I'll just, I hope that this, this podcast episode will help you in your journey of So you are a, a mother. How many children do you have? I have three children. So Cameron is a boy. He's 10 and a half years old. And then Annabelle is the daughter that we lost a few years ago. And then we have Andy. That's a little girl that's five and a half years old. Mm-hmm. So, and you're also, you know, a writer and a public speaker. How long have you been doing that sort of thing? Well, I felt like I wanted to start writing my book in 2019 towards the end of the year. I just felt like I had a really um, important story to tell about the journey that we went through with a daughter that we lost. And at the time I was a high school volleyball coach and my team kind of dedicated that season to my daughter as well. And so I started writing the book in 2019, um, wrote all of 2020 and then started editing actually at the beginning of this year in 2021. So um, I published the book about two months ago, early September. And that is currently the only book that I've written. And in terms of public speaking, I mean, naturally I've been doing it for a long time because I've been coaching for 20 years and I was the director of admissions at a large Catholic high school. So I was always speaking at large events. But when it came to me writing the book and feeling like extremely called to also speak about my experience, I kind of transitioned those skills that I learned from coaching and from speaking in my work setting to public speaking about my personal life. And so now um, I've, I've only been doing that a few months, but I've spoken to high school students, college students, um, women and men of all ages and backgrounds about just a story of finding hope in the midst of tragedy. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll talk about your book and your story some. I'd love, love to hear that. Um, what, um, uh, where did the title come from? So actually I was sitting eating lunch with my editor and we were working on the book one day and I'm not exactly sure what context I said it in, but I used the phrase when wishes change. And she just stopped me and said, I think that is the title of your book. Because for a long time, we had been thinking, you know, what are we going to title the book? And to me, the phrase when wishes change means that when there's something that you've always wished for, 
maybe your whole life or maybe just a short period of time, and then that wish doesn't go your way, something about your wish changes, um, it ends up being about how you respond to your wish changing and how you let your wishes change and evolve. And so for me personally, that was my wish for a healthy pregnancy, a healthy daughter, and then receiving a diagnosis that she would likely not live and having to embrace that news and understand what that meant for our family, but changing our wishes. So instead of just wishing that I got a healthy baby, I wish that I might get to meet her or spend some time with her. And so I just was able to let my wishes evolve over time and and then the book title came out of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel your identity was kind of affected by the loss of your daughter? That's a great question. So for a long time after my daughter passed away, I felt like I was a different person. There was a Trisha before the death and after, you know, the death. And it was really hard for me to open up to people that did not know me when my daughter was alive or when I was pregnant with her, because I just felt like they didn't really know my story. And I really had to get past that, especially as more time goes by, because I cannot continue to allow people to not be let into my life just because they didn't know me, you know, prior to 2014. So I do think that I'm a different person because of the experience that I went through. But I do think that over time, I've tried to be more conscientious about letting people in to the story. And especially now that I'm speaking and I've written a book about it, I'm much more of an open door than I was before. But I do think that in any life situation that if you've gone through a particular tragedy or a loss, you do come out as a different person. But if you can embrace those differences and use it as an opportunity, maybe to help other people in that situation, you know, get through their loss um, or be able to speak about it to help share your experience, um, I think you can find purpose in the pain. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you feel that your relationship with God was affected through your uh, loss? You know, when we got, so we got the diagnosis when I was 12 weeks pregnant that we would likely lose our daughter. We were even told we should abort the pregnancy and we didn't. Um, I was really sad and I think I went through a lot of emotions. I went through anger and confusion and sadness. And, you know, I think that I was able to work through a lot of those emotions over a period of time. Because in a weird way, I was able to grieve a loss before it even happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, I think now I can see a bigger picture and a bigger perspective because it's almost been seven years. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, God created Annabelle perfectly. And even though she had a defect in her heart, she was only meant to live for six days. And that was the story he had planned for her. And so I think that now that it's been several years and I've been able to maybe get through some of those grieving steps and see a therapist and talk through some of the stages of grief. I'm not mad at God. I'm, I'm happy that I got to be her mother and got to know my daughter, even though it was for only six days, but I have found hope and joy in, you know, everything that 
I have in my life now, even though I went through a tremendous loss. So I do think in a way, I mean, it did bring me closer to God. And even in times of anger and frustration, I found him drawing me in. And so even when I was mad at God, I felt like he was closer to me than before because I was walking through all these emotions. And I think people need to understand that that's okay um, to be mad sometimes at God or have bad days or be frustrated sometimes and give yourself a little bit of grace for times like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another question I want to ask you is, would you consider, you know, like a, um, a loss or a blessing kind of like how, um, yeah Yeah. well I I think it's both I mean I obviously had to go through the loss of a child Mm -hmm. and so there is a part of me that is no longer on earth that's in heaven Um, but I have seen it as an opportunity and I have seen that through loving her and getting to know her God wrote a story in my life that is now kind of what I'm making a career out of so I'm speaking and I'm I wrote a book and my purpose behind that was to help other people and to give more purpose to Annabelle's life. Mm-hmm. And on the other end, I think I get tremendous value out of sharing my story because mm-hmm. then I've noticed it when I speak in public, I was at a college a few weeks ago speaking and ultimately the message is allowing God's will to take over your own wishes. Mm-hmm. And and just my journey of faith and finding my faith in a loss. And I had this girl stay after and tell me how impactful the speech was and how meaningful it was to her. But her particular situation was that her mom had a pretty far along stages of cancer. And so even though her story wasn't exactly like mine, we could connect on the same level of having our wishes change and having to succumb to God's will over our own will and going through all the emotions of grace and loss and confusion and anger. And I think the more vulnerable that I can be and honest with what I've gone through personally, it can really talk to others and where they are because ultimately the message is there's always sunshine and a rainbow on the other side of rain and storms. And I'm sitting here in Dallas, Texas with it pouring rain outside, but I know that the rest of the week, the forecast is sunny and that as soon as the plants get some water, you know, it will be beautiful in the next few days. But we have to get through these hard times to get to see, you know, the sunshine come out again. Mm-hmm. And I love thinking about that because I remember being in such darkness and sadness mm-hmm. that I didn't see that light. I didn't know that it existed on the other side. But now that I know it exists and you can get there, I want to be able to help others. Um, find themselves and find happiness mm-hmm. in you know sometimes terrible circumstances mm-hmm. um you know it, yeah it's interesting how going through a hardship can just change us and affect us and, and grow us um um and if you if you if you had a choice you know would you not choose that hardship would you you know if you if you could have it another way would you would you like it to have gone another way I don't think so I think that that's a part of who I am now and 
you know, the other thing that came out of it for us is that after our daughter passed away, we still wanted another sibling for our son. And we were able to get pregnant again and have another baby. And she is a firecracker and the light of our life. And I, I don't think we would have her if it wasn't for Annabelle. And so I can see Annabelle's life, although it was short, it was still beautiful. And it taught me a lot about faith and about God's love. And then I can also look at my daughter, Anna, Andy, who's my rainbow baby. That's like your baby after an infant loss or pregnancy loss and see how much she contributes to the world. And she is healthy and doing really well. And they can both exist in my world and I can still be happy. And I don't have to be sad anymore. You know, I'm sad that I lost my daughter, but I'm happy that she's healed in heaven. I'm happy that I got to meet her. I'm happy that I got to spend time with her. I'm happy that my son got to meet her and that he was changed by her life as well. And my husband and our family. And then I'm happy that everyone gets to experience the love of our little one, Andy. And so when you, and I think just sometimes time gives you some perspective and some healing and you have to give grief time. Mm -hmm. And I, I do also know that there's no time stamp on grief. So I think probably about two years ago, I thought maybe I would be over my grief and it came roaring back. Mm -hmm. And then some days, even now it comes back and it's really hard mm -hmm. um, emotionally to, um, just process what happened mm -hmm. but it does get easier every single year and that goes by and I am able to see a bigger perspective of God's ultimate plan the farther out I get because when you're in a tragedy you're just too close to it and sometimes you just can't see the other side mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah you may have already answered this question here and a question that just came out as you were saying that is just uh, what is something you would say to some somebody, you know, because, you know, somebody might be listening to this podcast who's going through a hard time right now and maybe lost a loved one or a child. Um, just what is something you would say to, to someone who's experiencing that right now? Uh, I have a lot of advice, actually, and it kind of depends on the type of person you are. So I found some um, great resources online. So I went on Facebook actually, and just found a community of other mothers experiencing the same exact kind of loss. So other moms of trisomy 18 babies. And to me, those were the people that could relate the most directly to me and understand me. And so I felt like that was a really helpful resource. Um, it also helped me to talk about it with friends that I was really close to. And so I did hold close certain, you know, friends at work and, and just in my personal life, that if I was having a bad day, I knew I had to have people in my life I could be honest with. Mm -hmm. um, and it, and I don't think that it's easy to be just honest with everybody because after you lose somebody and say it's five years later and a lot of people in your life are new and there's, you know, a lot going on, nobody but you may be thinking about that loss and mm -hmm it was really hard for me to admit days that I just couldn't deal with it unless somebody really, really knew me. And so it was important to me to have a close network of, of people. And then for us personally, my husband and I were in a really good Sunday school class and have a great church community. And I did feel like for me personally, it was important to have a family of believers that understood eternal life and 
um, kind of spiritually some of the things that were, you know, hard to deal with and get through. And, you know, between a combination of all of those things, I know that that really, really helped me. I mean, the one thing that doesn't help is to just be isolated and think that you're alone because there's always somebody that can relate to you, whether it's a close friend or a stranger out there. There are so many ways now that you can connect. And, you know, what you're doing, having a podcast for people to share. And um, I think, you know, I didn't know about podcasts or maybe they just weren't as big of a thing over seven years ago when I was pregnant. And now that they're so much more popular, I think I would have definitely been that person to find podcasts for, you know, grieving moms or inspiration or motivation to help me get through that time. And I could see that being extremely beneficial. So even, you know, seeking out podcasts that are inspirational and helpful for you and your grief for your loss or your troubling time, I think is a great resource. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you're, you're just saying how podcasts, you know, might not have been a thing very, uh, like seven years ago. Um, what, what were some maybe resources that, uh, did help you um. yeah the Facebook community I think those started existing mm-hmm. and and just phone calls I mean you know my husband had told some people at work about what was going on with us and then one of his co-workers told his wife and she had a friend in another state that had had a trisomy 18 baby and so even just letting a few family friends know and co-workers know let us other people going through the same circumstance mm-hmm. um so the key word for this episode is uh hope and and one of my i'm going to share my favorite quote about hope because one of my favorite quotes says that you know you can only live about a second without hope and so you know both you and i are living right now so we must have hope um how do you uh, how do you feel uh, that hope has kept you alive through your story? Well, I think without hope, you can get extremely lost, and you can you know definitely feel like your life has no purpose. Mm-hmm. And if you find purpose in your grief or your loss or just in your life in general, you know that purpose sparks that hope that something is coming that's better than you could ever imagine. And so for me, you know, I lost a daughter, I went through a really hard time, but that led to me feeling very called to write a book. And then the book led to speaking opportunities and speaking opportunities led to meeting people from all over the country that are going through hardships. And it all kind of happened in the middle of a pandemic, you know? So I think that it's really important to look back on your life in different moments when God has come through for you and that is evident and you had great things happen to you because you had hope to remind yourself to always continue to have hope and always persevere through adversity and through bad situations. Because if you believe God is good, then God will um, reveal himself in good situations and bad situations and will create purpose even out of something tragic. And that really by itself gives me hope. And, and I hope that's helpful to other people as well, because like I said, I know you can be so lost in uh, just emotions and 
anger, frustration, and sadness. But if you just wake up every day and kind of set some goals and you're hopeful about life and what that day may turn out to be, and you just keep doing that every single day, you're going to accomplish great things and you're going to start seeing amazing things happen in your life. The next question I want to ask you, because, um, you know, one question that often comes to my mind whenever I hear words like uh, faith um, or worship or, you know, the, the word hope is, is what is it? So I just want to ask, what, what do you feel? I don't know if this might be kind of a, I don't know, not a very good question, but what do you, yeah, what, um, what is hope? Um, I mean, hope to me is believing in higher power for me that, you know, God created the world and brought his son Jesus to earth to die on the cross for our sins. And that's really the definition of hope for me is that we can have eternal life with God in heaven. And if that is true, I also believe that God has a really intimate relationship with us on earth and that we all have different purposes to fulfill while we're here. And so you know, someone's purpose in life may just be to um, raise their children, you know, and their stay-at-home moms, while another is a CEO of a company, or another is, you know, over here working at this business or that business. I think all of us have to internally figure out what our purpose in life is. And I do think that over time, that changes. So, you know, I was working in an office, I was a director of admissions and a volleyball coach. And, um, I thought I was going to do that forever. And when something started changing and, uh, this book came along and speaking opportunities came along, um, I switched to that. And I don't think that was necessarily, you know, just my choice. It, there's a bigger power at play thing. I think Trisha, you can make better impact over here and fulfill a purpose that I have for you. And, you know, this may go on for the rest of my life, or it may be a few years or a few months, and then maybe another opportunity comes along, and then that becomes my next purpose in life. And so I think hope is just um, holding on to the promise that God has made, and that everybody has a purpose, and that your job is to go figure out your purpose, and fulfill that, and find hope through what you're doing in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, how does, how, how do you feel, uh, hope continues to keep you alive? You know, I think that for me, um, just watching my children grow up and become who they are going to become makes me hopeful as a mother that I'm doing the best that I can. And I'm doing my job to try to raise them to be respectful and um, love God and Jesus and um, to just be good people in this world. I think that I find tremendous hope and passion in, in that. Um, I also find hope in knowing that the more, the harder I can work to connect with more people, find speaking engagement, um, spread the word about my book, um, that doesn't only become me making a living but it also becomes spreading God's love to other people and helping other people find hope in tragedy. So, you know, 
you know, day that I work as hard as I can, that I'm helping to basically give other people hope. Mm -hmm. Um, I just have a few more questions here and then I guess we'll wrap up soon. Um, do you, do you feel you could face tomorrow without hope? Well, according to your quote, no, I can't. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, I don't think you really can. Mm -hmm. But I will say that, you know, on some bad days that I've had, you know, say it's just a day where I'm having, um, you know, kind of some emotion from losing my daughter, or maybe it's just something else situationally in my life. I can't force hope sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes your brain just needs to like allow yourself to lament and be sad and be frustrated and, and be angry or depressed or anxious. And then maybe you just need that time, like give yourself a few hours and not put too much pressure on yourself to get through that. I think that I have found myself in the past to just be positive, positive, like stay on my game, stay on my game. The wheel has to keep spinning as fast as it can. And um, I realized you just have to give yourself some grace sometimes to just have a bad day or a bad moment or give yourself some time alone or whatever it is that you need to be able to bounce back and be positive. So, I, I mean, I don't think you can really go on hopeless in your life. But I do think that sometimes we force ourselves to be happy and put on a face when really we don't feel that way. And instead of faking it, we should allow ourselves to just kind of embrace that moment and what we're going through and then work on getting past it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that so much. Uh, just the things you touched on in, the, in answering that question. Um, because you know, it's it, when you yeah, when you are going through a time, it's yeah, you you know you might yeah, it's it's hard to have hope, and you might just fake it. Um, yeah, but um, that was good. So I don't have anything else uh, in my notes here to ask um, and to talk about. So I don't. Know if there's anything else you want to talk about before we end recording here? Yeah, I think um, one thing I'm excited about is that I have a book to share with people. Mm -hmm. And just like I talked about having the resources, maybe that's a Facebook community or podcast or talking to someone. I know a lot of people like to read. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my book is called When Wishes Change. It's a quick read, but it's extremely inspirational and I believe can give hope. For anyone that's going through something difficult, um, they're just hearing our story and, and kind of working through that journey in my life. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I would say is because so many of us are on social media, um, one thing that I found helpful when I was going through our loss and afterwards was making sure that I followed more positive influences on social media. And so I really started loading up on motivational speakers and authors and um, just Christian celebrities or people that spread good news and good messages because it's so much nicer if I'm on my phone in the morning scrolling through some positive messaging. Mm -hmm. So I try on my social media to do that and to 
create hope and help people find hope. And, you know, some of it's fun and some of it's inspirational and some of it's motivational and some includes upcoming events that I'm, you know, doing. But I think that it's important to follow people and whatever your social media platform is that provide you inspiration, motivation, and hope instead of making you feel bad about yourself or, you know, just making you feel bad after you get off your phone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This has been a good conversation. Um, I'm going to be sure, you know, in the description of this episode, I'm going to have a link to your website um, and a link to your book on Amazon so people can check that out. Um, Yeah. Thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, once again, you know, my guest was really awesome and amazing, just like all my other guests have been. Uh, And this episode was great. She shared some amazing things. And like I said, you know, check out her book, check out her website, check out her, you know, to learn more about her story. Um, I'll have links to that in the description. Um, And so, yeah, the episode's not over yet. You know, like I always, you know, I still have the, the verse of the week to share and the song of the week to share. And speaking of songs and music, you know, that really, I know it really helped my mother, um, after, you know, losing Clayton, um, just some good, you know, songs just that were encouraging, um, and, and, and so I've created, uh, a playlist actually of good songs on Spotify called the Sunshining Rainy Day Playlist, and it can, you know, music and, and songs is one of the many resources that can really help you if you have lost a loved one. Uh, so music, podcasts like this, um, books. So my guest, you know, wrote a book. And my, my mother also recently uh, wrote and released a book titled Holding On To Hope. So, you know, uh, I encourage you to check that out as well. Um, and, you know, and, and then one thing my, my guest said that really helped her was, you know, grief groups on Facebook because community can really help you, you know, get through, you know, if you've experienced, you know, hardship like that, you know, losing a loved one. And so, you know, for for quite a while, you know, uh, I've, me and my mother, we've had a grief group on Facebook uh, titled Grieving with Hope, and it's kind of a worldwide grief group. But then also, after just this interview with my guests, you know, uh, I decided to create a local one for the Dallas, Tyler, Longview area. So, if you know, if you're somebody who... You know, and I don't know who you're listening to this. You know, maybe you, you know, maybe you haven't, you know, lost somebody. You're just a big fan of my podcast. It's awesome. Maybe you know, maybe you came across this episode uh, because he, yeah, somebody told you that you might find this episode helpful. So, and you have lost somebody, and you looking for a grief group or whatever. Check out, yeah, it's grieving with hope. Uh, and there's two. If you search Facebook for Grieving with Hope, there should be two grief groups that come up. One that's, uh, you know, worldwide, and then one that's for the Dallas-Tyler area. So join whichever one you want, depending on where you live. And so where was I going with that? Let's see. You know, I've took a notes just for this closing. You know, I feel like I do such a good, you know, they're all with the intro, the, the interview's great, but then it comes to the closing, and I have so much I want to say. Uh, but I think that was my big things that I wanted to say there. So the song of the week for this week, uh, and there's a few good ones. There was a few, oh, I can't remember the names of them now, but 
the the one that I do remember the name of is My Redeemer Lives by Nicole C. Mullen. And in that, and, and the reason I picked that as the song of the week is because in that song and the, and, and a few other songs that I picked, it's there was the, there's the lyric, you know, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. And those are, you know, so it's a really good song. So that's the song of the week. Also, another song, one that my mother really loved, uh, is "Just Be Held." And I also should have asked my guest if there was any songs that really helped her, because I would have had them as the song of the week as well. But uh, I didn't. My bad. So just yeah, "My Redeemer Lives" by Nicole C. Mullen. And, and the verse of the week is, uh, you know, and, and, and I love to share verse every week in my podcast because, you know, if you are somebody who's looking for hope, you know, the best place to find it is in God's word. So the verse of the week is, I don't have this one off the top of my head, but another verse off the top of my head that I have memorized is, um, for the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And, and you know, so every week, you know, sometimes I like to share how the, the episode has been relevant to me and how, you know, the episode, yeah, is just practical to me. But, you know, how this episode can be practical to you, you know, whether you are, you know, maybe you are, you have been a long time Christian and you've, you've had your hope and your trust in God for a long time. That's great. That's awesome. But maybe you're somebody who's new to this and you're, and you're searching for hope and you don't know where to find hope and you, you know, you lost somebody. And I just want to share that. You can find hope in Jesus. Well, that's about, that's it for this episode. I want to thank you so much for watching to the very end. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get notified of future episodes of the Sunshine Podcast.